introduction part two of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine introduction part two the first consequences of the fool's deed on that very same morning about twelve o'clock a young woman was sitting in one of the three rooms of a small dacha on the kamenov ostrov stone island she was sewing and singing in an undertone a little french song full of spirit and courage we are poor said the song but we are working people we have strong hands we are obscure but we are not dull and we want light let us learn knowledge will give us freedom let us be industrious industry will give us wealth this will go on if we live we shall see it sa ira qui vivra vera we are wrong but from our roughness tis only we ourselves who are the losers we are full of prejudices but we ourselves suffer from them this we feel let us look for happiness let us find humanity we shall be good this will go on if we live we shall see it industry without knowledge is fruitless our own happiness is impossible without the happiness of others as soon as we become enlightened we shall become rich we shall be happy we shall form one brotherhood and sisterhood this will go on if we live we shall see it let us learn and be industrious let us sing and love we shall have a heaven on earth let us be happy while we live this will go on it will soon come to pass we shall all see it donc vivons ça bien vite ira ça viendra nous tous le verrons courageous spirited was the song and its melody was joyous there were two or three melancholy notes in it but they were concealed by the generally light character of the motif they vanished in the refrain they vanished in the conclusion of the couplet at least they ought to have vanished and to have been concealed and they would have vanished had the lady been in a different frame of mind but now these few melancholy notes are made more prominent than the others she almost trembles as she perceives it she lowers her voice as she sings them and tries to sing the joyful notes louder but again her mind is drawn away from her song by her own thoughts and then again the melancholy notes become prominent evidently the young woman does not like to give in to melancholy and it is no less evident that the melancholy is loath to leave her no matter how hard she tries to drive it away but whether melancholy or joyful whether or no it becomes joyful in the spirit of the song the young woman sews very industriously she is a good seamstress a young servant girl comes into the room do you see masha how i am sewing i have almost finished the cuffs which i am getting ready to wear at your wedding ah there is much less work in them than in those which you made for me that's of no matter a bride ought to be dressed better than anybody else at her own wedding and i have brought you a letter vera pavlovna vera pavlovna's face expressed perplexity as she began to break open the letter the envelope bore the city postmark how is this isn't he in moscow she hastily unfolded the letter and grew pale her hand holding the letter fell to her side no it is not so i have scarcely had a chance to read the letter there is nothing in it at all and again she lifted her hand with the letter all this took place in two seconds 
but at the second reading her eyes looked long and immovably at the few lines of the letter and the brightness of their expression grew dimmer and dimmer the sheet fell from her nerveless hands to the work-table she hid her face in her hands she began to weep what have i done what have i done and again sobs virotchka little vera what is the matter with you are you so fond of weeping how often does this happen what is the matter with you a young man came into the room with quick but gentle careful steps read it it is on the table she was now no longer weeping but was sitting motionless scarcely breathing the young man took the letter he also grew pale and his hands trembled and long he looked at the letter short though it was not more than a score of words all told i have disturbed your peace of mind i leave these scenes don't grieve i love you both so much that i am very happy at my decision farewell the young man stood long rubbing his forehead then he began to twirl his moustache then he looked at the sleeve of his coat finally he collected his thoughts he made a step forward towards the young woman who was still sitting motionless hardly breathing as if in a lethargy he took her hand Virochka. but as his hand touched hers she jumped up with a cry of terror as though she had been roused by an electric shock impetuously drew off from the young man convulsively pushed him from her go away don't touch me you are stained with blood his blood is on you i cannot bear to see you i shall go away from you i am going away leave me and she kept pushing pushing the empty air motioning him away and suddenly she tottered fell into the armchair and covered her face with her hands on me too is his blood on me thou art not to blame i alone i alone what have i done her sobs choked her Virochka said he gently and timidly my friend she drew a painful sigh and with a restrained and still trembling voice said though it was hard to say my love leave me alone for now come again in an hour then i shall be calm give me a drink of water and go he obeyed her silently he went to his room sat down at his writing-table where he had been sitting so calm so content but a quarter of an hour before he took his pen again at such moments one should have perfect control over himself i have a will and all will be well will be well and his pen without his control all the time went on writing some article or other can it be borne it is horrible happiness is over my love i am ready let us talk was heard from the adjoining room the young woman's voice was low but firm my love we must part i have decided it is hard but it would be still harder for us to see each other i am his murderer i killed him for thy sake vierotchka why art thou to blame don't say a word do not justify me else i shall despise thee i i am to blame for all forgive me my love for coming to a decision which will be very hard for thee and for me my love also but i cannot do otherwise thou thyself wilt shortly see that it was best to do so this is unalterable my friend only listen i shall leave petersburg it will be easier at a distance from the places which would remind me of the past i shall sell my things on the money i get i shall be able to live some time where in tver in nizhny novgorod i don't know it is all the same i shall try to give singing lessons 
in all probability i shall find pupils because i shall settle in some large city if i don't find them i shall go out as governess i think that i shall not come to want but if i should i will let you know at any rate be sure to have some money ready for me you know very well that i have a good many necessities heavy expenses stingy though i am i cannot help it dost thou hear i do not refuse thy help let this be a proof to thee that thou art still dear to me and now let us part for ever go back to town right away right away it will be easier for me when i am alone to-morrow i shall not be here then come back i shall leave for moscow there i will see i will find out in which of the provincial cities i can easiest find singing pupils i forbid you coming to the station to see me off good-bye my friend give me thy hand in token of farewell i shall press it for the last time he wanted to kiss her she stopped his motion no it must not be it is impossible this would be an insult to him give me thy hand i press it thou seest how warmly but forgive me he did not let go her hand that is enough go she withdrew her hand he did not dare to resist forgive me she looked at him so tenderly and with firm steps she went to her room and not once did she look at him as she went it was long before he could find his hat though half a dozen times he took it into his hand he did not see that he had it he was like a drunken man at last he realized that what he was looking for was the hat in his hand he went to the entry put on his overcoat and now he is near the gate who is running after me surely masha surely something bad has happened to her he turned around vira pavlovna threw herself on his neck embraced him kissed him passionately no i could not endure it my love farewell forever she hurried back threw herself on the bed and let the tears flow which she had so long restrained end of introduction part two recording by expatriate in bangor maine